During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. I'm Ty Ty. You know? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> and rounded out the squad for this week, of course, we have Chastity Vicencio from GameSpot Universe. What's up? I am also exhausted, but so hyped at the same time. How is it possible? Who knows? Let's go. Let's go, man. December 10th, a day, December 10th, 2020, a day that will live in infamy. Both the Game Awards and the Disney Investor Day happening, for the most part, overlapping with each other on the same day that Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. On the same day that the penultimate episode of Season 2 of The Mandalorian comes out. Like, what a banger day and i can't wait to talk to you all about it barrett's not here because he's helping run the kind of funny x cast right now but he sends his regards it was a little scary when he said it but hopefully everything will work out there uh you can watch this live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get it as a podcast search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you uh we're brought to you by manscaped but We'll tell you about that later, uh, especially if you are a patreon.com slash kind of funny supporter. The opposite of that, actually. You won't hear about it because you get the show ad free. I'm too hyped up. There's too much going on. I got iced coffee go. running through my veins, Let's and I just want to talk about some stuff. So, so much happened yesterday. Let's get right into it. The Disney investor meeting. Now, I'm sure everyone has – anyone listening to the show has probably heard about all the most exciting things. So I want to take a different approach to this. I want to talk about what wasn't there first, because uh, over on Reddit, I found a user named Spain Guy eighty two who did a post of all the things Disney Plus or Disney has announced relating to Disney Plus uh, at the previous events that was not talked about here and has not talked about for a while. It's not that long of a list, so this will go pretty quickly. Monsters at Work, which is the the Monsters Inc. Uh, mini show that they were that they talked about a while back the lizzie mcguire show which who knows if that's still happening there's been a lot of issues with it with the showrunner no the showrunner just left but it didn't get canceled but it's her and there was like video of her on set and so i don't know what happened wait i'm sorry the showrunner was lizzie like the no just the creator of the show got it um so yeah interesting stuff uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dino. Don't know what those are, but they weren't talked about. The Proud Family reboot or revival show they were going to do was not talked about. Neither was Darkwing Duck, Mickey Mouse Funhouse, and Hamster and Gretel. What is Hamster and Gretel? <laughs> uh, 
there was also no Damn. information. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, it seems like a lot of the, you know, more like kid-based cartoon stuff uh, is kind of all over the place. Uh, no information about more library content coming to Disney Plus from the Fox side of things or the fate of all the 2020 or 2021 Fox movies like Free Guy, Death on the Nile, Bob's Burgers, The Kingsman, etc. Which that was kind of interesting that they go four hours talking about their vast library and their, their plans and all their theatrical stuff and to not talk about so many kind of adult-based things is, is kind of a weird call, right? Well, I, yeah, I mean, also with so much of the time being spent on talking about how, like, Hulu's going to be integrated internationally, right, with Star, and for mm-hmm. them not to talk about these big movies is, is really odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Technically, they're... Movies that are, are fi- these movies that are finished already and are just, like, in TBD limbo and yeah. don't have a date attached to them. They were supposed to go out, right? Yeah. A lot of these Most of these... Well, Free Guy was supposed to be uh, end of December, right? Um, mm-hmm. Kingsman was supposed to be re- like way earlier, and then it got <sighs> it delayed, kept delayed. Delayed again. Now it's delayed to February. That's the latest mm-hmm. update. We'll see if that uh, sticks. But yeah, Kev, just to talk about what you just mentioned a little bit more, it's not Hulu that is being merged with right. Disney Plus internationally. It is what international markets have, which is this thing called Hot Star, which is now Disney Plus with Star. And you can get adult content on Disney Plus if you are in a bunch of different specific other regions. Uh, but there's no consistency, and that's the problem with all this licensing. Uh, Canada's going to get it, so that's cool. Good for you guys. Uh, but like in Latin America, it's still separate products. Like it'll still be Disney Plus and Star as a separate thing. It won't be integrated. Um, mm-hmm. And then America would just shit out of luck because we have Hulu, and they just are like, well, they're going to buy both, and that's that. Which I'm not mad at that because I get that there, it's kind of a different value proposition. My bigger issue is I just think that that's going to limit. We're not going to see mainline Marvel Studios things push that uh, the rating on a Hulu product. You know what I mean? Or at least I don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll have to see. Uh, then some other stuff that they didn't talk about was uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Suspiciously yeah, missing. That's that weird. was weird. Because like we know that there we had the holiday special was supposed to come out today. I don't know if it did. I'll check that in a second. That's weird. Uh, and then season two, we know it was it was announced. Um, but anyways, and then nothing about the next season of World According to Jeff Goldblum. Some other things like that. And in terms of a lot of stuff that was uh, the chat saying that it is out today. So hey, I'm gonna watch that later today. Um, a lot of rumored stuff that is like heavily rumored to the point that like everyone's like that's probably a thing that's real uh which so much of that stuff did get confirmed yesterday but things that didn't include uh the rumored boba fett series kingdom heart series rio spinoff aladdin spinoff uh anything about the muppets uh the home alone project they're doing the honey i shrunk the kids project they're doing the sandlot project they're doing and and that stuff so that's it really otherwise they hit on everything everything a lot hocus pocus two sister act three what's up guys <laughs> you know what i mean it's a good Chastity. time to be a 90s kid let's go Chastity, uh one of the greatest moments in kind of funny history happened last night where we were trying to watch both the game awards and the disney investor <laughs> at the same time we, and we so had the, game the stream awards- set up so that same. we could switch through both it was so, impossible so we were we were live streaming our reactions to it, and we were watching the Game Awards, and it was the Smash Brothers reveal of Sephiroth, and Sephiroth 
is, has his sword, what looks like through Mario. Yeah. And Kevin just pops in, like, super excited. Oh, my God, Tim, they announced Sister Act 3. <laughs> Sister <laughs> Act played, like, like, a big role in our lives. Like, we watched that movie a lot true. when we were young. Yes. You know, they play I was it a excited. lot in school. Do when it's yeah, raining, you just, they pop in the VHS, you know? Yeah. Watch what Sister Act. What a time. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, but starting with uh, kind of like the way they did it, they went through a lot of their other offerings, the Hulu stuff, the effects stuff, all of that. Some things of note there, uh, I would say the there's an Alien series being made. Mm-hmm. From Over Noah Hawley? Oh, my God. Sorry, what? From Noah Hawley, of all people. Who's that? Uh, he did he did Legion, did he not? He's done yeah. a lot of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I think Barrett was and talking about that. And that's that's basically why I'm so happy is because he did Legion. Oh, that's do we have any more information about that? And Fargo. Yes, we do. Uh, so I actually have the Disney Investor Day PDF that they sent out to investors that has like all of the info that they've released, which is like super cool. So effects is moving quickly to bring audiences the first television series based on one of the greatest science fiction horror classics ever made, Alien. Alien will be helmed by Fargo and Legion's Noah Hawley stepping into the creative executive producer chair and effects is in advanced negotiations with Academy Award winner Sir Ridley Scott. Uh to join the project as an executive producer. So like not I too should. far into our future. It's the first alien story set on Earth, and by blending both the timeless horror of the first alien film with the nonstop action of the second, it's going to be a scary thrill ride that will blow people back in their seats. That makes a lot of sense what they described. Because like the first one isn't like crazy action, right? It's it's a thriller no. where there, there's it's, one it's a horror movie. alien yeah. going after them. And then the second one is the where there's like, oh, there's fucking 100 of these things. Uh, so like that, that, that is an interesting, like that's basically opposites. Um, but I'm curious where the story is going to be. Cause if they're on earth, no, no, I understand that. But it's like, this has never taken place on earth. Like, and it's a near future. Mm -hmm. That makes no sense. Like the, the, in the original movie, it's, it's like, I want to say like a hundred years, right. From when, when it was. It doesn't matter. It was in the future far enough. And then it starts jumping bigger and bigger jumps of time in those. So, and I don't like, I'm not a big fan of the, the, the new ones that came out. What are the, the, you know, the three new ones, Covenant, uh, I don't know what they're called, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that they want to attach Ridley Scott's name. Now it makes a lot of sense, Mm -hmm. but I just don't feel like the, the last, was it two or three? It was two. Two? I, so Alien I'm, Covenant before that was unless Prometheus. I'm, yeah. Unless I'm forgetting No, no, something. I think you're right. I, <laughs> like, Prometheus, yeah, they, they just weren't very good movies. And they, like, took the mythology to a really weird place. I I hope this is cool. I'm very, very interpretatious. Yeah. Now, I, I'm going to with that. Alien's never been my jam. Alien 1 and 2 I really love and vibe with, but... I just think otherwise, as a franchise, it's not really Tim, something that Alien I really Resurrection wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, but like, that's all I can say about it. Remember uh, she plays resur- basketball? That's the first like crazy basketball scene we saw in one of these movies. Well, eventually there's Catwoman. Yep. Uh, so Reservoir Dogs is also getting a show. Reservation Dogs, a new half-hour comedy coming-of-age story. Interesting. Sorry, that's not Reservoir Dogs at all. It's not. No, it's okay. not. I'm realizing yeah, that yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That, cool. that wouldn't work as a show, Tim. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't. That I don't that's 
hilarious. Yeah, Someone wrote it's, a, a joke tweet, and that's what I copy and pasted. It's funny because so, wow. I'm an idiot. The poster's made in the exact same style of the Reservoir Dogs, them all in suits walking towards the camera, and it turns mm-hmm. black and white. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, anyway, Why the Last Man is finally being turned into a series. I'll believe it when I see it. I've been talking about uh, that for so long. Then they're talking about season two of Dave, which is exciting. We got season three and four of Atlanta coming out. Uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. American Horror Story. Cool, 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 whatever. The FX stuff was kind of like poorly presented, I would say, when it comes to uh, the people watching at home. Because it was just, uh, here's some vague information. And then here's a JPEG we're looking at for a long time while investors get to hear stuff that we don't get to see. So uh, then Wait, in terms someone saying in the chat that Reservation Dogs is by Taika. Is that the case? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. That's pretty rad. And, I trust yeah. him with everything. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to I'm see anything he touches. <laughs> I will do FX anything. has yeah, been like top tier. Like I'm uh, down for originals. anything Taika does. Yeah. Yeah, no, FX has been good. And like they trust their creators to just go with it. They don't like interfere too much. Like they um with Alex Garland and Devs, like they didn't interfere too much. Just let him do his Alex Garland thing. And that was a mm-hmm. really dope series. Yeah. Uh, then a bunch of different things that are in production is set to debut in 2021, the mighty ducks game changers. So cool. We're getting more ducks action, uh, a show called big shot or, uh, yeah, a show called big shot. That's about a high school girls basketball team, Turner and Hooch. We're getting a sequel With Josh <laughs> to the Peck? 1989 film. <laughs> yeah. Josh Peck stars as Scott Turner, son of detective Scott Turner portrayed in the original film by Tom Hanks. Great. And then, uh, in development, I don't know. Oh, Nick, I, Nick is definitely. Nick? I, I guarantee you, <laughs> Nick is going to talk about it nonstop. I don't think he'll ever watch it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sherbert Sunday in the chat says, My mom. So, hey, Sherbert Sunday, hopefully your mom <laughs> enjoys Turner and Hooch. I was just uh, trying to think of the Turner and Hooch audience versus the, the Drake and Josh audience, and I don't, it doesn't cross <laughs> over, dude. Yeah. The, the generations are off there. Also, think about a Sherbert Sunday. Like, you don't want to put fudge. On sherbet ice cream? Mm-mm. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. It's nasty. Uh, in development, Beauty and the Beast, working title. Starring Luke Evans and Josh Gad in the roles they made famous is what this says. That is literally what this <laughs> fucking said. They made famous? Are you... But, like, who played Gaston? That's who true, but, like... You know what but, I mean? Where it's like... <laughs> But they didn't make the role famous. Gaston made the role famous. Like but they don't who need was an actor that? to do that. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> they did the, the voice actor didn't make it famous. The character did. The story. You know what? Did. As as much as I, I thought that movie was whatever, I, I did like them. They were good. I agree. I agree. I wish I they had gone. Could not care less about this though. <laughs> I wish they had gone harder on my guest. You know? That's all I wanted. Yeah. Swiss Family Robinson uh, is a, a new one from John Chu, which is a very interesting pairing. I, I tend to like John yes. Chu's what, works. What is, what is he known for? John Chu did Crazy Rich Asians. He did mm-hmm. uh, Step Up movies, which is really what I, I love. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the phenomenal films, Captain. He's doing In the Heights. Uh, and yeah, oh, he's he doing In the Heights coming up. Yeah, <laughs> which we'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Swiss Family Robinson, uh, definitely one of those movies or, or series, whatever, that when I was younger, when it would come on Disney, I was like, well, here's a waste of a half hour. You know, like let's get to something. <laughs> Show me some so weird. You know, uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I guess there's more of that coming out. So is this a, <laughs> just a redo of the thing or a continuation of those movies? 
This new series explores the epic adventures of a modern-day demigod based on the best-selling book series. And it sounds like a redo then. Because they made two movies, right? The Lightning Thief they, and... Mm-hmm. Is there more than two? I swear to God, it felt like there was them. like eight of them. I, I don't know how many there were, but I feel like there was a decade it's where that trailer was, was constantly, constantly playing anytime I saw a movie in theaters. Uh, a whole bunch of unscripted National Geographic stuff that I'm not going to get into with the exception of two. One called A Real Bug's Life, which will be one of the most ambitious and innovative natural history series ever to be made, which is pretty cool. And Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. That's so cool. (laughs) I always knew that man had no limit, and I can't wait to see him try (laughs) to push that line. (laughs) Uh, And then let's get into the big stuff here. You want to start? Let's get through the, the Disney Pixar stuff, and then I'll let you guys choose if we go Star Wars or Marvel, okay? Okay. Okay. So we got Raya and the Last Dragon, kind of a, one of the bigger announcements that they made here that is going to be day and date theater and Disney premiere. So it's going to be premiere another Mulan access. style, $30. We'll get to watch that movie. Uh, they also announced Encanto, which is their, their next uh, Walt Disney picture, animated pictures movie coming out in November 24th, 2021. That is the one, uh, a, a story about some Colombians that involves Lin-Manuel Miranda. So that's cool. Yeah, the music's uh, gonna be Max, good. Yeah, we know the music's gonna be good because he killed it in Moana. Uh, Baymax, Walt Disney Animation Studios' first ever animated series, takes place in the fantastical city of San Francisco, uh, and it features fan favorite healthcare bot Baymax coming in early 2022. Zootopia Plus is coming back. Uh, it's 2022 as well. Then. Uh, uh, I watch you as a new original series coming to Disney Plus in 2022. The series is the first of its kind collaboration between Walt Disney Animation Studios and Pan African Comic Book Entertainment Company Kugali. Uh, cool stuff. And then Tiana coming in 2023. It's a long form musical comedy series featuring the extraordinary entrepreneur who's now Princess of the Kingdom Meldonia. A little uh, never expected to see Princess the Frog get some so much due love again, but here we are getting a, a ride at Disneyland and uh, and, a, and her own show. Uh, and then Moana the series coming yes. in 2023. This is so much like they're doing so much this over there. Lot. Yeah, they are. They are. And this is the interesting thing where I look at all of this, and it's this section, like everything that we've talked about so far of the Disney stuff, where I, I question, where I'm like, how much of this is actually gonna see the light of day? Because I feel like we might be in a place uh in a couple years where I'm reading off a list just like this and I when I do this the start of what was it there? Zootopia Plus. You know Zootopia Plus is gonna be there, I guarantee you. I'd be able to <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just uh it this also very much is telling a story of cool, these there's kids that are addicted to Disney Plus that are watching these movies over and over and over. So let's give them more of that. And that's a good thing. You know? Yeah. Disney Plus is for uh, families. But, but uh Chastity, are you interested in any of those things I just named? Moana. Hundred percent, love yeah. Moana. Yeah, I, I I would watch that. Yeah, a, a lot of that uh, obviously I would probably pass on unless I was having to cover it, but because um, it's you know, very family oriented, oriented, very kid oriented. But Moana, I just I love so much. Yeah, I love the movie. I I don't know that a, a series could grab me, uh, just because it just kind of just seems like like too much uh, of, the, <laughs> of that that stuff. Where I'd rather see budget for those type of movies, you know. Like a, mm-hmm. like a more kind of like spectacle events, which is why I'm excited for Raya and Encanto is interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Kev, what about you? None of the shows really grab my attention, but I don't think they're going after me, you know? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally fine. Fair. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some stuff that I think will target you, Kev. This is a Disney live action projects list in order of announcement. Hocus Pocus 2, exclusively on Disney+. Plus. It's I'm the spooky so sequel for the cult classic. Nice. Yeah, very I, So it's directed, wait. directed by Adam <laughs> Shankman. Are you guys familiar with that? I don't think yeah. so. It doesn't uh, come off. Wait. Stop teasing us. Let us know. Do you not know? No, I don't. I don't. We all Googling uh, Hold on. Hairspray. The Wedding Planner. Of ages. A Walk to Remember. A Walk to Remember. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hairs- I liked Hairspray. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I'm not I'm not bad at this. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it's good. I'm excited to watch it and definitely expect Hocus Pocus in review <laughs> leading into this one. <laughs> we got a three men and a baby, which Joey, Joey is ridiculously have- excited about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a modern take on the hilarious 80s comedy will star Zach Efron and is slated for 2022. Hocus Pocus, no release date set on that one hopefully uh, october of next year right oh i hope so that would be mm-hmm. rad uh then there's some other stuff that doesn't really seem too interesting we get down to cheaper by the dozen a reimagining of the hit comedy uh with blackish producer <laughs> kenya barris I don't understand. uh coming in 2022 seems weird I've never gabriel union it. is at the star yeah i don't know diary of a wimpy kid uh is getting a new animated film in 2021 so they have like Ice four Age. movies. I, th- that in the same way that I feel like Percy Ice Jackson Age. was a, was a trailer everywhere. Ice Age is uh, not Ice Age. Uh, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid is one where every time I was on a flight, it was always an option, and I'm like, how is there more <laughs> of this? Different sub like uh, sub names, but also I've Ice never Age. Never seen it. Where there's been like four theatrical release Ice Age, and now more than four. Was it really it was four? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John, Le- keeping John Le- was up all life. <laughs> the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild is uh, slated for an early 22 release. Uh, Buck will be played by a returning Simon Pegg. <laughs> Didn't know Simon Pegg was involved in those, but cool. Of course, he's Buck Wild. <laughs> he is Buck Wild, man. Uh, Night at the Museum <laughs> comes to Disney Plus with a new twist. This time, it's animated. All right. Oh, uh, oh my God. Is someone going to be doing a Robin Williams impression? Oh. I hope not. I really hope not. Jungle Cruise coming July 2021. Uh, interesting that they are kind of committing to their their theater model. Like we we didn't see many things get the the shift, and we're, very few, if anything's getting the well, just Raya's getting the premiere access treatment. So uh, we'll see what happens with Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise July 2021. Then the Lion King live action prequel is in development with an inspired take that revisits the iconic characters. Barry Jenkins, the director of Moonlight, is set to helm the film. Hans Zimmer, Pharrell Williams, and Nicholas Patel will deliver the music. Dude, we're going to get back. Belle Williams, you say? <laughs> Dude, sorry. I'm just such an early 2000s R&B Hell pop yeah. lover. Let's we're do finally going to get yeah. the backstory on the scar, and it's not going to be that little side book story. Like We're going to get uh-huh. an official reason for the scar and why he got kicked out of the clan it's exciting yeah is it exciting i guess so i don't know i it, when it comes to all of the the live action disney stuff like I, I i think that they're they're all fine i i enjoy watching them but it's not like 
I'm ever going to prefer them over the animated ones. I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. But when we start getting into this prequel sequel territory, that's where I'm like, huh. All right. They have more options than ever to like do something that's their own and make something that could potentially be interesting. But I also think that especially with prequels, it's just hard. It's hard to like when we know where the story is going with Lion King. How much do we really need to know? But remember, we've gotten sequels and prequels to all these movies. Well, not all these movies, but certainly Lion King had the one and a half, which was kind of a prequel. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's had two sequels. Uh, and then sequel, right? No, it had, uh, I believe it's Simba's Pride. And then there's like, there was another one after that where it was like. Not that I know of. I'll, I'll look at it. Right. Lion, Lion King 3 was Lion King one and a half. Um, I think that it was I remember. Lion King one and a half, my dude. I hate you so much. Uh, the Little Mermaid is coming. We knew this, but now we're getting some like official talk about it. We got uh, Javier Bardem involved, Melissa McCarthy, which is awesome. David Diggs, David motherfucking Diggs, let's go. Uh, Jacob Tremblay, Aquafina, uh, and Halle Bailey is is uh, the Ariel. Um, so that's that's kind of cool. We've known that for a while, but again, just reiterating this movie is happening is cool. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda is also involved in the music because he has to be involved in Tight. everything. Uh, yeah, he's good at what like, he does. I, I shouldn't. He's good at what he does. <laughs> I shouldn't feel so much pride in seeing Aquafina like get bigger and bigger just things, killing it. But it's just I'm one so of those things that like it. I enjoy her so much, and I like I remember like I've seen her throughout the years. And it's I feel a similar thing with uh, that Anya Taylor Joy, where it's like, look at her yes. making it, yeah, yeah. Since the witch, no, oh cool. hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, man. Uh, you see Thoroughbreds? Yeah, movie's yeah, crazy. Yes, that was good. She's what great. A in that. Crazy yeah, crazy ass great. movie, man. She's great. In that, um, yeah. And what what's the other girl's name? I really like her too. She was in Ready oh, Player One. Oh, I like her One. too. She was, yeah, she, and she was also in Olivia uh, Cook. Motel. Olivia Cook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's she's great. Uh, then the next one that, man, I can't wait to see because it sounds like a disaster, but in the best way. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, a hybrid live action animated feature for Disney+. Plus. Uh, Akiva is directing it, one of the Lonely Island guys, rad, with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg set to star as Chip and motherfucking Dale. Oh Seth God. Rogen, Seth Rogen will be doing a cameo. <laughs> I love it, man. I'm Spring sold. Wait, why, why did it say Seth Rogen will be doing a cameo? That's just a fun fact they wanted to throw in there. Seth Rogen somehow attached Chip and Dale. I read you the entire statement that they put out. It literally just says, those guys are set to star with Seth Rogen doing a cameo. They're, they're just man, attaching names thing to, just, to yeah. this thing. Yeah. I mean, oh, you know, so he produces Seth a lot Rogen's of shows. Maybe yeah. he's involved on the back, back end somehow. Yeah, he is involved. He's involved with dope stuff, man. Yeah, the boys, he's a busy boy. Invincible yeah. coming up. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, is Pinocchio. That the show or the movie? Invincible. It's fine. Both. Really? Huh. He's involved with both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Pinocchio is coming to Disney Plus in a compelling new live action retelling that will leverage state of the art CGI to bring Pinocchio back to life. Uh, Robert Zemeckis directs and Tom Hanks stars. A lot now, of the- questions there for me because Tom Hanks. You gotta imagine Geppetto. Geppetto, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or Jiminy uh-huh. Cricket, maybe. No. What about Jonathan Geppetto. Taylor Thomas? Are they bringing him back? No, definitely. That not. movie was horrifying. Uh, I think he's retired. Last Robert Zemeckis movie that came out was not good. What was the, the last witches? one? Huh? Witches. Oh, was it? Was it the witches? Oh yes, it was mm-hmm. witches. Yes, it was written I didn't even and watch directed. It. Don't. It's not good. Don't. 
We okay. watched it and it just <laughs> it sucks because they had uh what's what's that actress that I like that, Anne Hathaway. That's it. That's weird that you knew that. Have well, we talked about Anne Hathaway? Movie. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right, <laughs> no. you're right. Well, I, I, I was gonna say my wife hates her, but so it just and she's such a good actor, but it, it, okay, she's not sure. <laughs> Uh, next up, a totally out of left field, which I guess we need to just like change our minds on how things work because Disney Plus has just blew everything up. We're getting a Hocus Pocus sequel uh, and a Sister Act 3. But uh, Disenchanted. Disenchanted. Yes. A sequel no. to the hit film Enchanted. Go off, Chastity. What's up? That was, just bar- that was just burying a bunch of tweets. I was like, don't sleep on this. I retweeted. I was like, you guys, look at this. Like, I love Enchanted. Oh, my God. Amy Adams. Amy Adams returns. Yes. <laughs> which is Ridiculous. Are we getting no James date. Marsden back? He hasn't aged. He can do it. Just put him in there. <laughs> is she, I, I, she, I, I, I'm interested. Is she going to get like a divorce and stuff? Or we'll see, man. It's called dis- Disenchanted. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good. Yeah, the soundtrack pessimistic to that movie is fantastic. If you've never mm-hmm. heard it, uh, Sister Act three. The third film in the beloved Sister Act series <laughs> is in development. Whoopi Goldberg Goldberg is on board to star and produce with Tyler Perry also signed on as a producer. It will premiere on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and then Cruella dives into the rebellious early days of one of the most notorious and notoriously fashionable villains. <laughs> the legendary Cruella DeVille. Uh, Emma Stone will be Cruella herself. It's set in the 1970s punk rock London. Uh, so cool. cool. That's a really cool. Twenty twenty one. That is a cool sense. Yeah, she definitely does. Uh, I hope it's good, and I think that that one has potential because it, like I was saying, it, it kind of could be something that's different than stories that we've already known. Even though, when I think about it, we've actually gotten quite a bit of one hundred one Dalmatians. Remember, there was the live <laughs> action one, and then there was one hundred and two Dalmatians, and then there was mm-hmm. the animated series that I liked way too much. Anyways, that was the whole thing. It's All right, just... guys, we've we've. We're finally hitting this point. Wait, before we do that, we go? I have a quick question for you. I saw, I saw they had about some, our sponsor. Go for it. I saw they had some Simpsons stuff. Mm-hmm. Any anything? I worth, didn't. Damn it. Let me see. Because they like they they did a whole Simpsons section where they had like the pre- presenter animated as one of the Simpsons, <laughs> like in the I, Simpsons d- version. The Investor Day fact sheet that I have mm-hmm. that is like 20 pages long. I just searched for Simpsons and nothing came up. So All right, let's move I on. Don't, I, I, don't, I don't think they care. Let's move on move to on. our sponsor. Let me tell you about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring this episode. Manscaped, the performance package, is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and makes for the perfect gift uh, included in the new package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Doesn't that just sound awesome? Doesn't that sound like something you want to put in your nose holes? Uh, This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. Look. Here's the deal. You should be manscaping. You should at least just be making sure that things are looking a little trim and cleaning up in the places that need it. And most places do, whether it's below the belt or above the belt. A lot of people pull their nose hairs out. I've seen Kevin do it. He needs to stop that. He needs to get this he perfect package so that he take better care. Don't do it, Kevin. Don't do it. I, I Myself, I will go to manscaped.com slash morning right now to get 20% off and free shipping to make sure that you're taking care of your nose holes. Uh, get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com slash morning. I'm going to say this 
Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. Manscaped.com slash morning. Thank you for your copy and making it so fun to read. All right, back to it. Chastity, are we going Star Wars or are we going Marvel? Well, if we're going to talk about Mando, we should probably do Marvel first, then Star Wars, then Mando. So smart. That's what I was Let's do it. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> uh, let's get to the Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. which there's a lot give of. Me one sec. There, oh, there's, there's quite a, a bit. And it looks and good. How mm-hmm. crazy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real quick, just running through this because there's so much to talk about. I skipped the Pixar stuff. Soul coming oh, December man. 25th. We're getting a bunch of shorts, the Burrow thing, blah, 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 Pixar, Popcorn, Luca, Doug Days, Turning Red, which is a, a new movie coming. The Red Panda one looks so cute. Yeah. It's a teenager. When she gets excited, she turns into a, a Red Panda. March 11th, 2022. Lightyear is slated to open in theaters June 17, 2022. A sci-fi <laughs> action adventure and the definitive origin story of Buzz Lightyear, voiced by Chris Evans. What happened to the Buzz Lightyear Star Command animated series? What happened to that origin story? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm excited about this. This sounds I'm very, awesome. I'm so much more excited than I should so be. Whereas, like, Me is too. this the movie like, that Buzz what? Lightyear's TV show, which I assume the kid watched, came from? Or vi- maybe he was playing a video game. We don't, we don't, we don't super know. We don't super know. Cars is a show that's coming in fall 2022. Uh, Win or Lose is Pixar's first ever original long-form animated series coming in 2023, uh, which sounds like a, a very cool concept, actually. I want to read this to you. Uh, Pixar's first ever original long-form animated series follows a co-ed middle school softball team in the week leading up to their championship game. Each 20-minute episode highlights the perspective of a different character and explores the drama of bad calls made on and off the field. Kind of cool. You know, it sounds very anime to me. I'm really into it. Hell yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Speaking of anime, we got some fun anime stuff coming up. But let's talk about Disney Plus, Marvel, Marvel Studios movies, all of this stuff. WandaVision, January 15th, 2021. We saw a new trailer. What did it do for you guys? Looks good. It looks surreal. It looks crazy. It looks like they are incorporating like the Infinity War stuff and you just have no idea what's going on. And both of them have bonkers, batshit crazy origins in the comics. So they can really pull from anything and make it happen. And I, I like the fact that it's going to be inspired by all these sitcoms of the past. I, I like that aesthetic a lot. And I like the cast that they have put together. And Catherine Hahn's hilarious. So I'm glad that she's paired up with uh, these two actors. She really is phenomenal. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. this trailer made me so interested. And it's one of those things where it's like, if it comes out with week to week, which is probably what's going to happen, like, I feel like for the first three episodes, we are going to be like, what the, f- what is going on? What is this? And hopefully they can figure it out. Like, only, like, maybe, like, very few shows have been able to pull that off. Watchmen is the only show that really comes to mind where it's like, for the first four episodes, I was like, I don't understand half this stuff. And by the end, I was like, this might be one of the greatest sci-fi shows I've ever seen in my entire life. So it's hard to pull off that of like throwing everything at you and making you like making the viewer confused and then having them want to stay around. And then more importantly, having good answers. So I really hope that they, they've got things down and I'm super excited to see what comes from it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just nuts. We're like 35 days away from phase four of the MCU beginning, and it essentially will never end again. <laughs> like after that, like we've 
hopefully went through the the longest gap we'll ever have to to do because it is just relentless. Um, and real quick, something that I just want to say uh, in relation to all of the stuff that we saw yesterday, we saw a lot. Like they showed us a lot of trailers, a lot of things that look finished or near finished, which is a very good sign. It's been a shitty year in 2020, obviously, but it does seem like we're getting 2021 stuff at a way quicker clip. And on top of that, the quality seems to be there. Uh, when we first saw the Mandalorian stuff, like Mandalorian season one, I know that we were kind of iffy on from a production value side. Like we were stoked that it was like, oh, this is higher than normal, but it felt lesser than movies. Uh, mm -hmm. But I feel like watching the trailer for Mandalorian two that they showed in this was like the most hype thing of all time. And it was like, this looks yes. so, how is this a real show? <laughs> like that's fucking crazy. And then after that to so see, good. to see WandaVision, to see Loki, to see Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's like, oh my God. No, like, exactly. It felt like these were farther along than I thought they were going to be. I thought that they were just like in very beginning stages still and like still having to shoot a bunch of stuff for Falcon and Winter Soldier even. And I didn't know mm -hmm. that they were this far with Loki too, but yeah, they were able yeah. to put stuff together. No surprise. Yeah. And to see, to see March for, for Falcon and Winter Soldier and May for Loki. I was like, oh, okay, okay, damn. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So uh, we got we got WandaVision January 15th, and then mm -hmm. we got Falcon and Winter Soldier March 19th. They, they didn't say the date during the, the pr presentation, but it is in this thing. March 19th, Falcon and Winter mm -hmm. Soldier. Um, that looked fantastic. The Falcon going through the canyon. So, I'm sorry, is, uh, do we think that, that um, Black Widow is at all connected to falcon and winter soldier i guarantee they edited things i'm sure i'm sure mm -hmm. there's something mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i'm sure there's something there's there's a little connection everywhere even in uh wandavision they had monica rambeau the yeah. adult mm -hmm. version of so like there's hidden connections and everything yeah they thought yeah. about this for sure i i love it and i love that kevin feige was just like every single st step of the way kind of like lightly connecting things and it's just it it shows how serious they're taking these these shows and treat treating them like their films uh so anyway the falcon and winter soldier trailer i was super down for love seeing the the bromance between uh bucky and uh sam love mm -hmm. I, I the cast of that we know that baron zemo's back we know that sharon carter's back so should be a good time and we won't have to wait long like essentially long division will end and that will start <laughs> yeah pretty much it's going to be back to back and they just want people to keep their subscriptions <laughs> Yeah. I mean, when you really think about it with the Marvel Studio shows and Star Wars shows, if you're a fan of both of those franchises, which most people here are, we're probably going to have something to watch every week in 2021. Mm -hmm. That's pretty oh cool. God. That's pretty cool. Uh, so then Loki is set to debut May 2021. Uh, we got, saw a trailer of that that I was surprised to see. Uh, I was even more surprised to see some of the people in it. Dude, I, you, it took me a second. It took me a second to recognize Owen Wilson because of the mustache and the gray oh, really? hair, and I was just like, <laughs> <it's> like. <laughs> and the, I didn't know it was him until I rewatched the wait, trailer, and what? I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I no, feel someone like we else, one of my coworkers that said that though. too. <laughs> That's hella funny. I mean, yeah, I think Andy kept I mean, being like Owen Wilson. Yeah, I mean, when there's like six people screaming over a trailer, it's kind of hard to notice. <laughs> things, but, uh, but yeah, Dude, that trailer uh, looked awesome. I don't know what the hell it is. He's like but, a time cop. It's yeah, crazy, man. But is, is someone in, uh, <laughs> on Twitter hit me up and was like, dude, that scene where he's jumping out of the plane, he's D.B. Cooper. Or, well, he said he was, <laughs> he was the guy that robbed the plane and jumped out. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so right, where Heindel, like, teleports him out. And he had mm. the bag of money, and some of the money kept floating out. 
Y'all know D.B. Cooper? Big no. mystery. Big mystery. Guy robbed a, a lot of money, took a plane, then jumped out like over the Sierra. Disappeared. Oh, they I'm found learning. some money. That's pretty cool. Without wow. a paddle. Check it out. That's a movie. Uh, nice. <laughs> it, it, this shit looked bonkers as hell uh, in a, a way similar to WandaVision, but I, I just I love that they're getting fucking weird and committing to it, and I think that they're gonna pull it off. Like it seems like they they know what they're doing. And I, I love that they're like, fuck it, we're getting weird, and you're gonna deal with it. Yeah. Uh, what if? Speaking of getting weird, summer twenty twenty one, the hits keep coming, man. Dude, and they see... showed it. Yeah, they showed some stuff. They showed Cap as a zombie. What? They saw the. Yeah. They showed the. Um, what's it, Cap's girlfriend? As Peggy. The, yeah, Peggy. Peggy. Agent Carter. Oh, so cool. Yeah, and then we got to see the what if uh, T'Challa was uh, Star Lord. Like what? such cool what? fucking things, you know? man. <laughs> uh, and then Miss Marvel. Twenty twenty one. Kind of a shock to me. Like that they're gonna do that late late 2021. Uh they officially announced the, the casting. We saw little little tiny clips here and there. It was kind of more of a background piece. Um, mm-hmm. but they were saying that she's also going to appear in Captain Marvel 2, which That's is cool. Cool as fuck. Uh and then Hawkeye, another 2021 release. Uh Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, who teams up with Kate Bishop, finally officially announced Haley Steinfeld. I can't. She looks great. She looks so good. So good. So good. The set pictures. And Let's go. I, I'm I am probably more excited for that than anything else, and that says a lot. Uh, from here on out, we don't really have dates, but they're talking about 2022 for She-Hulk, a new comedy series coming to Disney Plus. They announced Tatiana Maslany as She-Hulk slash Jennifer Walters, a lawyer who specializes in superhuman-oriented legal cases. Uh, She-Hulk will welcome a host of Marvel characters to the series, including the Hulk, played by Mark Ruffalo, and the Abomination, played by Tim Roth, appearing for the first time. He's back out of his prison. I thought we were ignoring that movie, but that's cool. No, man, it's canon. Tim Roth's fine. Tim Roth's great. We're definitely not ignoring it. It's better than that other movie. I'm stoked, man. I love that they're committing so much to, to Thor Dark Wolf. There World. he goes. Well, th- Thor, Thor Dark, Dark Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> uh, the, we got Moonlight, another one come in 2022. Moonlight. Yep. We didn't get any casting, which I was a little surprised at. Like, it feels like Oscar Isaac is blocked. So, why they wouldn't announce it? Maybe he's not. I don't know. Um, didn't really say too much about this. And then the motherfuckers did it Secret Invasion, a newly announced series heading to Disney Plus that stars Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson as Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn as Talos, uh, characters who first met in Captain Marvel. The crossover comic event series showcases a faction of shape-shifting scrolls who've been infiltrating Earth for years. Wow. They're going there. That's pretty dope. That is pretty dope. And what's cool, too, is when you start thinking about all of this Disney Plus side of things, all of the movies, we don't have an Avengers. Like, we know the... We know, like... 20 projects and none of them include avengers so you gotta imagine what 2025 there'll be a secret massive secret wars avengers or some shit i don't know that's cool as hell uh ironheart the second of the newly announced series coming to disney plus stars dominique thorne as riri williams a genius inventor who creates the most advanced suit of armor since iron man 
Uh, and then Armor Wars, based on the classic, awesome Marvel comic series, comes to Disney Plus, starring Don Cheadle as James Rhodes, aka War Machine, who must face what happens when Tony Stark's tech falls into the wrong hands. That's cool. That's cool. It's That's really, cool. it's really cool. You gotta imagine Justin Hammer coming back for that one oh, from Iron Man Two. More dancing. They pull him out of the prison too. <laughs> Uh, and then a uh, kind of just fun thing, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special 2022. Right. That's going to be hilarious. That's going to be yeah. fun. I mm-hmm. think they're going to really enjoy doing that. They're just going to mm-hmm. ham it up. Written and directed by Guardians of the Galaxy veteran James Gunn. It's just, And then I Am Groot is getting a, a bunch of original shorts on Disney Plus that I'm sure will be in the same vein as all of Disney Plus's. <laughs> like, oh, we have popular characters. Here, take a bunch of five-minute little things. What's up, Kev? I was just gonna think it's it, they're in such a weird place, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, to have like a show, or no, I'm sorry, like a Christmas special, because what right now they're all searching for Gamora, right? That's the last thing. So if we, is it gonna be like something tells me before... it's not canon? <laughs> Tim, don't be ridiculous. It's gonna be canon. Come on, all of this stuff is canon now. Everything's canon. Everything's canon, except what if. I mean, I guess technically that is canon. It's just yeah, different multiverse universes. Uh, so then we get into the feature films because there's more. Go. Black Here Widow, May 7th, 2021. The biggest shock is it's only theaters, period. Didn't even mention any other type of thing. Do they so stick to it? I think they do. I think. Too I much know, is in I motion at this point. Move <sighs> if they stick to it. God, oh, yeah. it's not going to do well, numbers-wise. Like, no matter what, May 7th, it's not going to do well, right? Like, even if, if there's a widespread vaccine out at that point, you think people are still going in giant numbers to theaters? No. To me, I don't. This, I don't <laughs> I either. So. I don't either. I don't but to so. me, this really does Sad. scream. Uh, it screams that they are trying their best to keep theaters alive. And they're trying to not rock the boat like Warner did. Because Disney is like looking at the numbers, they're like, "We're going to lose billions if we make that decision." Here, uh, so they'd rather lose billions now than not have billions to come back to in a couple years. Yeah. Do you think that this this also means that um, Mulan was not the massive success that we thought it was? I don't think that at all. I think it definitely. I think it was, and I think it's them looking at this and they're willing to use Black Widow to save theaters, quote unquote, uh, than to just makes some money now. And there's evidence of that because jump into a, the last story. Of yeah, the day I was going to say, the last story does not look like that's AMC says late. it will. AMC says it will go broke in January. Fuck, that's so sad. The company states in the absence of additional liquidity, the company anticipates that existing cash resources will be depleted during January 2021. As of last month, 404 of AMC's 594 theaters are open and operating at reduced capacity. Attendance has dropped 92%. Barring federal government intervention, AMC theaters is going away. So we'll freaking see. But back to the future films. Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, July 9th, 2021. So just two months after Black Widow, we're getting Shang-Chi. Eternals, November 5th, 2021. Then uh, they didn't talk about it here, but we know Spider-Man 3, December 2021, which means we have a grand total of 10 Marvel Studios projects in 2021. Damn. We'll see if they come out. <laughs> I, I feel like they're going to. The Real, TV stuff will for sure. What do you guys think? Yeah. I, I think yeah, that... The Black Widow is going to be put in theaters. Yeah, yeah we're going to see 
a bunch of these shows. They're but, like almost done, basically. The shows, but. yeah, I think there's there's going to be no problem mm-hmm. with, and I think Black Widow has to come out because some of those shows yeah. are going to touch uh, with uh, the ramifications of it. But that being said, I also, I don't know. I feel like any other movie releases are going to end up getting pushed back after Black Widow's numbers aren't good. And they're not going to be good. Yeah, we'll see. I think that we're going to get these movies one way or another next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward to 2022, we got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 2022. Uh, the big news there is Rachel McAdams is returning as, uh, I forget her name. Love interest. Christine. Uh, Christine, yeah. <laughs> um, so cool, she'll be back. And this is going to directly connect to the events of WandaVision and the upcoming Spider-Man film. Tight. Thor, Love and Thunder, opening May 6, 2022. The big news here is finally the official confirmation of Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> That's wild. That's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, Black Panther 2 is sticking to its release date of July 8, 2022. Uh, once again, being written and directed by Ryan Coogler, honoring Chadwick Boseman's legacy and portrayal of T'Challa, the Black Panther. Marvel Studios will not recast the character, but will continue to explore the incomparable world of Wakanda and all the rich and varied characters introduced in the first film. A bold move, but I think one that they are going to pull off. Mm. Blade is a new feature film starring Mahershala Ali in the title role. They didn't give a date for this, but at the top of this thing, it does say this is in order of release. So... Putting this between Black Panther, which is July 8th, and Captain Marvel 2, which is November 11th, you got to imagine October. I'm down for a Blade movie in October. That'd be really uh, But that's all that, all that they said. Uh, but Captain Marvel 2, November 11th, 2022, uh, directed by Nia DaCosta. Brie Larson returns uh, alongside uh, Monica Rambeau, who will debut as an adult in WandaVision. And uh, Miss Marvel will also be in this. And then they finally gave a title to Ant-Man 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Let's get fucking weird. Quantumania. <laughs> like, That's how, so weird, but it sounds like we, a ride at Disneyland. It does. It really does. Maybe and it's I, a setup for it. Maybe. that We are getting an Ant-Man ride somewhere. I think it was Hong Kong. But anyways, uh, I I love that we are getting Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Thor, Love and Thunder. Like these names are insane, and like that's it's just great. Um, but the the news there is Peyton Reed will once again direct, um, starring the returning people that you expect. Uh, in addition to that, we are getting a third recasting of Cassie Lang, uh, which is semi a bummer because I really liked what was her name Emma Furman in a uh, end game as old Cassie. You know what I'm talking about Kev? Is that the so big confused? kid, right? That was a big kid. Well, it was like when she was older. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's where the term big kid came from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, they're recasting her again as Catherine Newton, who is the girl from detective Pikachu. Oh, okay. And freaky. Yeah, and freaky. Out. Yeah. So I'm not too mad because I actually really yeah, like her. I, I like her a lot too. But like th- that also seems like they're jumping another f- four or five years, right? From the the last version we Quantum Mania, man. She, yeah, you're right. It is Quantum Mania. So maybe he gets in there, jumps around in time. <laughs> um, 
Then we got Guardians of the Galaxy 3 2023. And then Fantastic Four is officially announced. Also 2023, John Watts, the director of the Spider-Man trilogy, will be directing. So, wow. That's crazy. It's all happening. Here we are. Fantastic Um, Four. Wild. What Fantastic yeah. Four, third time's a charm. I'm not no. counting the mm-hmm. 94 movie. No, yeah, one, no one should. That was only <laughs> done to hold the rights. It All right. even released. So that was the Marvel stuff, <laughs> which, my God, I'm excited. Uh, but here we go, Star Wars time. Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic, two spinoff series announced from The Mandalorian with showrunners John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Hell wow. yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. So, and we also all called it. We we're like, yeah, this is a setup for an Ahsoka series. Mm-hmm. Here it is. There it is. What I'm semi bummed about, though, is that the Cara Dune getting her little badge was a setup for a spinoff, too, because I don't know how much I want her having though? her own series. They, we'll see. They haven't announced who's in that, right? Because so, Ahsoka, they have said it was. it's going to be what's her face. Rosario Ahsoka Dawson. That's it. That's her making, face. They said that in the tweet. Making her long-awaited live-action debut in The Mandalorian, Ahsoka Tano, Tano's story, written by Dave Filoni, will continue in a limited series. Ahsoka, starring Rosario Dawson and executive produced by Dave Filoni and John Favreau, Rangers of the New Republic. Set within the timeline of The Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic is a new live-action series from John Favreau and Dave Filoni that will intersect with future stories and culminate into a climactic story event. So I'm telling you, Tim, to it's me, those two Rangers that we saw on the X Wings. They're they're gonna be in it because they sure. keep they yeah. keep showing yeah. those guys, and it's like mm-hmm. I, at first I was like, who the hell are these guys? Yeah. Now they're building to this, yeah, they're yeah. setting it up. So I I don't want to go too long into all of this, but this whole culminating into a climactic story event, we've semi seen this before with like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and all that stuff, and sure. the, the, the Defender done well. What's your theory on how this is gonna go down? Season Jasmine. three. Oh, damn it. About how this all ties in? Yeah. I was, I was like, wondering how, what if, that looks if they're like. going to leave. Yeah, I, I was wondering if they're going to leave any more crumbs in this last episode, but we only have one episode left. So I'm wondering how long the final episode of The Mandalorian season two is and what they could possibly leave. Or they've already like left the crumbs in the previous episodes. Is that all we get before we get these series? But yeah, Ahsoka's pretty teed up. Like they, she's looking for Thrawn. We know that. Um, so that'll have something to do with it. They, they'll involve a bunch of stuff from Rebels. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they, I, I agree that they use these two uh, X-Wing cops in the Mandalorian to build to this other series. Um, yeah. I don't know if we're going to get anything else, but I think the two will tie to each other because they're happening in the same timeline. So Ahsoka and that, and that show will probably have some ties to each other or could. Yeah. Kev, what were you about to say? I was going to say, I don't think we're going to have a happy ending in this next episode that's coming out next week. I think things are going to mm. end and leave it in a really dark place. And then season three is going to be all about building building up a team to go up against it to try to save little Grogu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both so mind and spirit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the interesting thing for me because like this whole culminating in a climactic story event – we, they also announced that uh, Mandalorian Season 3 is going to be a little bit later than traditional, uh, it, where it's coming out Christmas next year. They didn't give a date for either of these shows, so I wonder if there's a chance that they come out before and Mandalorian Season 3 is the climactic story thing, Like, and then maybe Mandalorian ends there. Like That could be kind of cool, but 
we'll see. They didn't give us enough info to, to truly go off, but exciting stuff. I love this. And like those guys have now proven that I'm buying into the story they're telling. So let's keep going. Uh, then Andor is a tense nail biting spy thriller created by Tony Gilroy. It's set to arrive who's done stuff on born identity series. So that's pretty cool. Uh, set to arrive in 2022 Diego Luna, reprising the role of Cassian Andor from Rogue One, a Star Wars story, will be joined by a fantastic new cast with Stellan Skarsgård, Adria Arona, Fiona Shaw, Dennis Gao, Kyle Soler, and Genevieve O'Reilly returning as Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. So that's kind of cool. Uh, definitely one of the ones I'm less interested in just because it, it seems like I'm like, eh, I don't really need to know more about that stuff. But because of that, I think it has the most potential to wow me. That's true. Yeah, because they can do whatever they want here. There's no expectation set for this character because mm -hmm. he's a newer character. So it could be really, really good. And I think that Diego Luna did a great job in Rogue One. So I am totally. intrigued to watch this. But I just think that with the amount of announcements there are and how hype some of them, uh, some of the other ones are, like, yeah, this kind of falls kind of low on the hype level for me. Um, I'm still going to watch it, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very yep. curious to see where this goes because like I I know like it's not possible, but man, it'd be really cool to get like more of a rated R. Like the, the first like ten minutes of Rogue One where we see Diego Luna kill this guy who's coming to give him information, looks like he's one of his teammates, and like we see like how high the stakes are for him. I, like it would be really cool to see that develop. Like I hope we meet Diego uh, uh, Luna towards the beginning of him joining the the you know the rebel alliance or pre-rebel alliance um and kind of see him get to that darker place where he is ready like to do what he has to to make sure that the empire falls yeah i mean i definitely think that's what we're getting i think that the the logo design really kind of backs that up too where the the o in andor is like a shady looking rebel alliance logo so that, that's kind of yeah. cool uh, and then next up, oh man, it's the big one. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <gasps> Ewan McGregor returns as Obi-Wan Kenobi for a special series event, uh, event series on Disney Plus, officially titled Obi-Wan Kenobi. The eye is his lightsaber. Uh, the series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Revenge of the Sith, where he faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice Anakin Skywalker. The series is directed by Deborah Chow, who helmed memorable episodes of Mandalorian Season 1 and Banners, features the return of Hayden Christensen as Darth motherfucking Vader. Hell yeah. I'm so, I'm so stoked for this one. I'm this is the so one excited. I care about the most. <laughs> Me too. But so 10 years, that puts Luke at 10 years old. <laughs> so yeah, Fair. it's just interesting mm -hmm. where they, where they kind of uh, play with that, but, but I feel like okay. we know where that, like, we know how that culminates. Like they don't, I, I don't even think we're going to get a fight. Right. Cause Weren't there, wasn't it, uh, what, what, in the A New Hope, Vader says something along the lines of, like, I haven't seen you in a really long time. So that first... is extreme. That's, that's subjective, very, though. Yeah. That's subjective, and it's interesting because what they, Kathleen Kennedy said, the, the rematch of the century. So in Star Wars lore, you're correct, Kev. As far as we know, they didn't interact. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I, from the Star Wars comics I read that are canon it, from 2015, Vader's kind of hunting Obi-Wan down. But he never gets them. So uh, it's just, it's cool that there's the potential, of, unless she just misspoke and we're not actually getting a rematch between them. But I'm here for it, man. I think we'll see it. 
I think they're going to give in fan service in these shows, and I think we're going to see it. Do you guys remember? Uh, did you guys see? Uh, I know Tim saw it, but uh, Chas, did you ever see the the clip where someone redid um, the their fight? Uh, Obi Wan and from Episode Three. No, from four. From four. No, that well, oh. yeah, a new, a new hope. They redid okay. it with like new CG and like it. It was animated beautifully. They made it look like it. a real choreographed lightsaber fight, Got and it. It, you should YouTube it. It's pretty, and it's like pretty, uh, pretty cool. if we're gonna see that with a, like a younger Obi Wan, like what? <laughs> you know, what I mean? it's cool. <laughs> I'm in. Then, uh, then we got uh, the Bad Batch, which is the Clone Wars follow up here. It's uh, another one of the CG <laughs> shows uh, in the post Clone War era. They will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. The animated series will be exclusive to Disney Plus. Uh, next up, one that I'm hella excited for: Star Wars Visions. Presenting all new creative takes on the galaxy far, far away, Visions will be a series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. The anthology collection will bring 10 fantastic visions from several of the leading Japanese anime studios, offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. Rad. I love it. Then Lando. Uh, Lando Calrissian will return in Lando, a brand new event series for Disney+. Plus. Uh, Justin Simeon, creator of the critically acclaimed Dear White People, which is awesome, and a huge Star Wars fan, is in the early stages of developing the project. This is one of the ones that I'm like, I'll believe it when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, there's a little, too little information that they're they're given for me to buy it. But what I want from it, I want Donald Glover. And I me want too. Billy D. Williams. And I want it to be what <laughs> Solo should have been. <laughs> Wait, did you but, just uh, say you want both see. of them? Yeah, I want, want it to Billy be D. Billy D. Sitting Williams. sitting around talking to a Helen young, uh, Ky- young Kylo. Not Kylo. It's Ben <laughs> Ben Solo's being like, let me tell you about my our young days. <laughs> yeah, man. That's all I want. Uh, then next up, uh, a pretty interesting one, The Acolyte. Uh, Leslie Headland, Emmy Award-nominated creator of Russian Doll, Russian Doll, brings a new Star Wars series to Disney Plus with The Acolyte. It's a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. High Republic, an era that we've never heard anything about until recently. This is like as early as it gets, essentially, uh, before the prequels even. So this is uh, cool. I didn't expect to get a show, let alone a live-action show, based in that world so soon. So cool we'll see i like the darker stuff that they're talking about uh then in the completely opposite direction a droid story as lucasfilm continues to develop new stories the intersection of animation and visual effects offers new opportunities to explore uh lucasfilm animation is teaming up with lucasfilm vfx industrial light and magic to develop a special star wars adventure film for disney plus a droid story uh this epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by the legendary R2-D2 and C-3PO. Then in just kind of Lucasfilm stuff, there's going to be a Willow uh, thing coming out. It's a follow-up to the 1988 Ron Howard movie coming to Disney Plus in 2022. Cool. For someone, Mm -hmm. maybe. (laughs) Uh, Indiana Jones is coming. It'll be the final Indiana Jones uh, with Harrison Ford, July 2022. They said that with the last one. I know. We'll see. Uh, and then Children of Blood and Bone, the Lucasfilm catalog, is expanding further with the story that will introduce a new hero and explore an original world based on Children of Blood and Bone books. Kind of cool. I like that, you know, where it's something Lucasfilm's new. doing something new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, then we got some info on the next Star Wars movies. We know we're getting one in 2023, 2025, 2027. We only heard about two of them. Uh, we know that 2023 will be motherfucking Rogue Squadron. Are you kidding me? Oh, That's man. Cool. Patty <laughs> Jenkins is going to direct. The story Patty will introduce Jenkins. a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary-pushing high-speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. They show the logo, and it has an X-Wing, and it's clearly the Resistance X-Wing, not the, the Rebel X-Wing. So pretty damn excited about that, if I do say so myself. Then the other one. Taika Waititi, man, doing Star Wars. Uh, we didn't get much of this, but his enormous talent and sense of humor will ensure that audiences are in for an unforgettable ride. No date attached to this, but it, it will either be 2025 or 2027. Uh, but my favorite thing is this morning, Taika Waititi quote tweeted the um, Star Wars tweets announcing this, and he just commented on it and said, oh, God, why isn't this coming up now? He said, oh, as a longtime Star Wars fan, I'm so angry about what I'm going to do to ruin it. <laughs> God, I love I him. Love him. <laughs> He's so He's funny. So he gets funny. it, man. I love He gets it. That's so damn he gets great. It. He's great. I'm in. Regardless of what I he's am, doing, I'm in. Exactly. It can like be that, anything. Yeah, the Mandalorian season one finale had everything I wanted uh, in that season finale, and it was perfect. It was just so well-crafted, and he was great in it as well um ig11 IG awesome. yeah. but yeah ig11 mm, yeah speaking of finales of mandalorian we're coming up soon on one but for right now let's talk about it mandalorian chapter 14 the believer directed and written by rick famayiwa who interestingly is the only person to write an episode themselves besides dave filoni this whole season dave filoni did the jedi john favreau wrote the rest of the episodes so Pretty cool. Uh, this is the first episode of the series to not feature Grogu. Yeah. So that was a bummer. And you feel uh, that. You feel that as you're you watching do, it. Man, it, it, you do. It, it feels different. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick, just want to say next week, we still don't know the director. So that's kind of mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, but anyways, let's let's get right into it. Chastity, what did you think? Uh, I liked it. It definitely felt like it was written by someone else because it, it felt more like a, a side story. There was a lot of time spent on the, the pirate part, um, and but it was, it was fairly short. So I was like, this is taking a while. So let's get to more of the story. But overall, I really liked it. Um, I wanted to say that I really like what they did with Bill Burr's character. Like He was good. And just like, the way that that character was written was uh, really well done so Rick Famuyiwa did a great job because it's crazy how he had more character development in two episodes than some of the main characters in the sequel trilogy which is bananas <laughs> to me <laughs> but yeah I, I liked it good action I liked uh seeing Kara and um Fennec team up and just being real badass snipers and uh oh my god I, I lost it when uh Slave won let out that uh at the end that scene dude let's go oh my god the seismic charge just like in attack of the clones uh because oh. but you were you you're like because i just watched that movie and it's time. like i know right in an asteroid field trying to yeah. kill obi-wan but like but boba was watching Django do that and now you see boba doing it and just blowing shit up it was just and you know the sound mm. Oh, it, it might be the sound best effect. sound effect just in I history. Love that sound effect. Oh man, yeah. that was I loved it. And like I, as we're seeing it fly away, I had a moment thinking like, oh man, it'd be cool if they did it. And then they did it. 
And that's why I love Mandalorian season two. Yes. It's like, I feel like I keep having that moment of like, oh, it'd be cool. Oh, okay. Kev, what do you think about this one? Uh, I really liked it. There were some things that I was like, huh, okay, sure. Take the helmet off. Like, I understand what it means, but it also felt a little anticlimactic. Um, I I really like this, the director, the, the uh, what's his name? Rick. Rick Famiwa? He's, like, both episodes he did, because he did the, the Prisoner last time, right? Mm-hmm. In the season mm-hmm. one? And that was one of yeah. one of the best episodes that season had. Um, I'm I, this show is doing a great job keeping my attention. Bill Burr is phenomenal. I I'm really really into him. He had a movie, King of Staten Island, that came out not too long ago that was also phenomenal. I, it's cool to see him doing more things. The 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 character growth is a lot. The way it turns in that uh, the bar, and you're just like fuck this guy, and then he just gets got, and it's like all right, you guys are in. Yeah. No, man, I, I'm right there with both of you where this episode started and I was like, okay, there's some cool stuff. I like that we're in this like just wasteland of TIE fighters and stuff. Uh, this is cool, but it kind of reminded me more of season one Mandalorian. And I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be probably my least favorite episode of the season with the frog lady episode. You know, it's like, okay, it's going to be lesser than. But then by the end of it, I'm like, I was totally fucking wrong. Like, the, the, it, I was totally gripped the entire time. Bill Burr very much surprised me. Like, I like that it was a different tone for Star Wars. And I like that we kind of have this wiggle room to have characters that act that way and still feel believable. And there was a key uh, little Easter eggy type shout out that I was like, it made me go, oh, shit, in a way that made me feel like Barrett. Uh, reacting to Rebels and Clone Wars shit, where they dropped the Operation Cinder, which is like, oh my mm-hmm. god, this is Battlefront 2's plot. Like, Battlefront. They're they're really uh, getting into to some stuff that like is from the video games. Like, I love that they're treating the canon with respect in ways that contextually you don't need to have played that shit to know because they explain it all to you. But if you do know, you're like, oh wow, that does firmly place this in this timeline and in this world, and they're building it out in a way that feels very satisfactory to me uh the action was cool the pirate stuff did go on a little long but mm. i think the payoff was worth it with the tie fighters coming in um where it's just like it was one Weird, of those right? moments that that <laughs> I, I felt well yeah but it, it, yeah. i felt rewarded where i was just yes. like okay i'm watching this and i'm like all right they're gonna do a third wave like what and then you hear the tie fighter sounds and i'm like i fucking love star wars like <laughs> like that's cool you know and Hold on, uh, but like, cheering for the empire. Yeah, that, that that was a weird moment <laughs> where you're, you're like, legitimately, I feel like I'm sure we all felt it. Of like, wait a minute, yeah. this isn't right. Like, I shouldn't this, be excited. That these, sh- like, I those guys are trying to stop these guys because they're bad. Yeah, it was uh, it was really interesting. I I was definitely surprised by how gripped I was. Like I said, of like these characters, especially Bill Burr. I like this team that we have together that includes motherfucking Boba Fett. Like, and that never gets old. Also, we see him in his oh, new yeah. armor. Or yeah, like, the clean fresh armor. armor, fresh coat of paint. We, yeah. we, I don't think we've ever seen the armor look no. that good, right? Like, oh, no, it looks good. Didn't. Yeah, so that's. That's pretty cool. Um, Fennec is an interesting character. By the way, we saw her in the Bad Batch trailer as well. Uh, so I like that we're, we're trying to see new characters in live action get introduced in the animated stuff as well. Um, man. And then the episode ends with like probably shooting above his pay grade a little bit. But I love that Mando's just like, no, I'm getting my fucking son. 
Like, yeah. I am going to come and find you. Let's he, go. He, no, he, I feel he's, like it's he's a, like mocking him because he sent him the same message that he got in chapter seven. He just basically said the same oh, thing back at him. Mm, smart. Okay. Mm. Oh, I but it. I just feel like giving away <laughs> that you know where they are at, probably not a good idea, right? I mean, I feel like, hey, we're coming to get you. Dumb. Maybe just quietly going sneak attack better. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. But uh, yeah. I, I like how this episode ended like with it. Bill Burr going away, uh, but still being alive, and like them kind of like just being like just just go. But don't uh, leave him sure on the we'll explosion island. Yeah. Like get him a ship. I know. I was like, yeah, give him a give him a ride. <laughs> uh, but yeah, He'll I think fine. that this was a, a cool episode, and it it's I think kind of trite to do the whole. Oh, but there's another side to war. Like we've seen that story so many times, and like especially now in Star Wars, in modern Star Wars, like mm. I feel like all of the sequels or all of the Disney era have done the questioning the Empire, questioning the First Order, and all that shit. But like it kind of worked for me in this one. Yeah. Like Bill Burr, like having that moment where he's like turning on the the Imperial guy, and then we have uh, a maskless Mando sitting there, kind of looking like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved that. It's just like I I love Pedro Pascal so much, uh, and it's he just has such a dope ass swag that even when he came out in the stormtrooper outfit, they're like, I know it's you because you're cool, <laughs> Jay. <laughs> uh, but I I also love that this season is so okay. This is happening to get to the next episode, to get to the next episode, to get to the next episode. Here we are. The next episode is the finale, and he is going to face Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. what happens what do you think chastity it's a confrontation but i kind of agree with kevin that we might not get grogu back um which would be crazy to me because this is a disney plus show and disney plus is for families and i feel like that's going to make a lot of children distraught to go into christmas <laughs> season without grogu being safe but i feel like that would <laughs> be the bold off. choice here that would be the bold choice here because i got a text um about seven-year-old cousin crying because they took Grogu last week and she is distraught she's a mess and I was just like maybe I'm like I don't think he's gonna be back next episode you should probably not let her watch the next episode either she's hoping to see him again and I was right I was like I feel really bad for kids right now and that's just not something I was thinking about and then I get this text from my uncle I was just like I'm so sorry yeah I love it man (laughs) we need to teach these kids a thing or two about life yeah Baby Yoda won't always be there. No. It's not <laughs> like, always going to be but safe. Like maybe but he not, will, though. But he fucking but will. I maybe love not during a pandemic, you know what I mean? <laughs> Christmas during a pandemic. Yeah. Pandemic Christmas and Grogu is not safe is a bold choice by the Mandalorian. Yeah, totally. I'm extremely excited about it. I don't, I don't really have any theory of what's going to happen. I just know that I can't wait to see it. I love that we don't know who the director is. It might be Taika. I don't yeah. think it's going to be, but like he did last season's finale mm-hmm. and he did such a good job with it. And I feel like Knocked last season's park. finale felt more than most of the other episodes. Yeah. I don't understand how this season can do that. And I don't really expect it to because so much of the season has just been so freaking off the rails dope that I don't know what they could do. But we might get some lightsabers. I don't know. Do, mm-hmm. Are we concerned at all that the, like, the dark side has turned him like – Last time we saw him, he was choking out a couple guys. Force choking? Yeah. Are we, are we concerned that, like, perhaps they fight him, they get all the way there, and he's just 
electrifying people and <laughs> like, choking no, don't do that. other powerful. people. And, and he's just like, I don't want to go. He hits oh, his yeah. teenage phase. And like that's, right. they have to leave him because he's like, I'm having too much fun. And Darth Vader, wait, no, he's dead. Someone's yeah. coming. Yeah. Snoke. Yeah. I mean, Yoda has the bad tendencies. Not, not Yoda, Grogu, excuse me. Grogu. So uh, we're, they're going to dive into that for sure. I wonder, do we see, does a Jedi come? Like, do, I, does somebody yeah. hear the signal? I, I think someone did hear the signal. I think that's going to come into play. Um, maybe that's going to be the cliffhanger at the end, is that the, the Jedi had heard um, mm-hmm. his signal and is trying to make contact. But... I don't think Rogu's too far gone. I feel like his love for Mando outweighs um, whatever's going on yeah, <laughs> with yeah. him in terms of like dipping into the dark side. He just yeah. needs guidance. Cinemaniac in the chat says, we aren't getting a new director next week. It'll be a repeat because they announced all the directors, just not what episodes. So cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, so far, everyone's kind of done a really good job this season. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, stoked to see it. We won't have to wait long. A week from now, we will be done with Mandalorian season two. Oh my god, what a ride! Uh, this, this journey, what a ride! Uh, but all right, guys, thank you for joining us. Chastity, <laughs> where can people find you? YouTube.com, GameSpot Universe for all your Mandalorian and Star Trek needs. I got you, and uh, YouTube, and also on Twitter, uh, Chastity underscore V. Hit me up. There you go. Uh, love you guys. Bye. <laughs>